All right, let's talk some earnings this afternoon. George Tillis is diving through the numbers. We've got Toll Brothers and Intuit in addition to Urban. But let's get George's take on the omnichannel retailer first, owner of popular brands like Free People that have been carrying this business for some time. George, does that brand have enough power to justify Urban's 100% rally the last year? Yeah, I mean, it's been a remarkable rally for Urban. I think it's brands, which include, of course, uh, free people and anthropology brands, as well as, as you mentioned, Urban Outfitters uh, flagship brand, I, I think is enough. I think what we actually have are some comparisons that are remarkably higher than last year. But if we actually take a look at the, the reaction in the after hours, it looks like it was to the downside, or now it is after a pop to, uh, to the upside initially. But breaking it down, uh, in terms of earnings, uh, the estimate was around 80 cents. They came in and beat it around $1.28, which is a pretty respectable uh, increase of 265% compared to last year. I mean, last year, 35 cents was the number. And even last quarter, uh, just compare it, 54 cents last quarter, they hit uh, about uh, more than double that, uh, quarter over quarter, $1.28. Now, taking a look at the revenue, about a billion uh, nine or 36% increase or 1.09 billion last year uh they actually sorry last year for the same quarter 800 million and then last quarter about 900 million so we're seeing quarter over quarter increases year over year comparison increases for the name uh net income is growing and it's positive uh and i think this is again a, a name that is improving uh last i look i saw and i could be wrong correct me if i am oj the same store sales comp was 22 percent i don't have the number that it was compared to overall, but overall retail segment seemed very promising, uh, but it may be a quarter for uh, equity financing. And maybe that's perhaps why we're seeing a little bit of a pullback in the stock, not to mention uh, it had a really nice year overall price-wise so far. George, what would they need to finance? Uh, why would they need to uh, issue shares at this point? Well, well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, when you come in, and we've talked about earnings for so long, OJ, that they like to tuck in a lot of uh, information within positive earnings results. Now, the results overall were very positive across the board, beats on top line sales compared to last quarter, even compared to last year. Uh, there could be an issue with why the stock price is to the downside. It could be there's some issuances of convertible notes, and this is normal. Uh, we do see financing either through uh, debt financing, convertible note financing, or equity financing. Now, this is what I suspect perhaps is one of the reasons why we're seeing the stock price move in the after hours. I could be wrong. But overall, um, you know, looking at the numbers, comparatively speaking, the company itself, from a profitability standpoint, uh, profit margins of about 5%, looking at these numbers, looks like the profit margin increased remarkably compared to uh, last quarter's results on a year-over-year -year basis, but the stock is to the downside. So I suspect it may be the case. I'm not saying it is, but a lot of times they will tuck in. Now, what I mean by they is, is either the board of directors or executives saying that they're issuing some shares for financing, which again, is completely normal in what companies do through the public markets. George, they're also trying to compete with Poshmark, the uh, reselling websites yeah. and service uh, by launching uh, yeah. newly Thrift, Thrift being part of that yeah. newly brand, which was the uh, subscription box service for women's clothes, which I'm not sure how much success that's had. I, I don't know. I shouldn't speculate, but I haven't, you know, you don't really hear much about that well, in think, the commentary. Well, just think about what I said, financing. If they're launching a thrift store to compete with companies like Poshmark, okay. 
it's going to be expensive. So that might be what's embedded in their uh, in their uh, analyst call. Interesting. All right. So maybe a little cost intensive uh, effort here to continue to ward off competition. I mean, uh, it's a it's a constant battle here for these traditional brick and mortar brands, uh, but they have uh, certainly pushed towards digital sales, and that's definitely saved them again this quarter with big double digit growth there. George, let's shift gears. All right, let's talk uh, into it. Uh, why is this company doing so well? I mean, it's just uh, incredible. Probably one of the most underappreciated tech stocks in this market, software companies. Actually, we're on the same page there, OJ. Uh, a couple of reasons why. I mean, looking in the after hours, there's some mixed results. They did beat, it looks like, on the top and bottom line. But look, small business accounting software, it's market share. They have a near mon monopoly with QuickBooks around 80%. And then, of course, personal tax solutions with about market share of 38%. So that alone uh, generates pricing power and, of course, that large market share, which they have a majority stake of, uh, of those DIY tax software small business users. But then again, looking at the numbers, even historically speaking, they've been absolutely remarkable for this company. This is like a hidden gem uh, with gross margins at around 86% for a services and software-based company, but they actually came in with numbers better than expected. Uh, $1.97 was the number. The earnings were up about 8% on a year-over-year -year comparison compared to one, I believe 68 was the number. And top-line sales at $2.56 billion. Uh, higher by 41% year-over-year, beat the $2.32 billion. I think if you look at uh, the breakdown, their small business employment segment uh, increased about 12 to 14%. That's what they're expecting going forward. But also Credit Karma. Uh, Credit Karma was an acquisition that Intuit made, uh, and they're actually moving into the personal finance business alongside additional services. They do break down their services revenue and their product revenue. So I didn't get a chance to take a look at those two breakdowns. But services include, of course, uh, payroll services, hiring services, uh, as well as now consumer finance services. And, and I think overall, if you just look at the top line sales last quarter, year over year, 39%, we beat it this quarter, the company did it at 41%. Financially speaking, it's just sound. I mean, market cap uh, is relatively large compared to its, uh, its, uh, its revenue. But its revenue last year was about $9 billion. And last quarter, it generated about $2.5 billion in free cash flow. So I think if you look at the earnings yield of the company, from a net income standpoint, uh, its earnings yield is around 30%. It's trading around 70, uh, 70 PE on a trailing basis. That might be why the stock price is sort of hung up uh, after these numbers. But overall guidance also for 2022 was uh, higher than expected. But uh, again, you're seeing some, some uh, back and forth because I think despite the uh, the high earnings yield of the company over the last uh, three to four quarters at around 28 to 30 uh, percent, it might be fully priced at a PE of 70. Pretty amazing uh, that, uh, you know, the stock is oftentimes kind of overlooked in the conversation. I mean, uh, anything connected though right now to loans, credit, personal finance is just red hot. I mean, red hot. <laughs> The economy obviously yeah. is being supported by some of the extreme stimulus measures from the past year, and people are taking advantage of that. Money's yep. cheap, money's flowing. People got ideas, they're taking risks, they're taking out loans, I mean, yes. and yes. they're benefiting from all that through the Credit Karma deal. They are, and I think if you just think about the nature of the job quits that are going on, people becoming freelancers. Right, that too, DIY yeah. basically way of running your business from an accounting standpoint, tax software solutions, uh, corporate, uh, corporate, of course, and, and credit financing now, 
from a consumer standpoint, payroll processing. So it fits the bill for the gig economy. And I think that's one of the reasons why, not the primary reason, the primary reason is its market share is really robust. It's got, a, like I said, a near monopoly in the, uh, in the personal uh, you know, accounting software space around 80%. And that in and of itself creates pricing power and, and very deep uh, and very rich margins relative to top line sales. All right. Hey, George, before we let you go, let's talk some housing real quick. Uh, Toll Brothers, uh, 850 roughly $1,000 average selling price is uh, giving us yeah. some numbers here that came in ahead of estimates. Earnings 187 versus 154. Sales were d directly, perfectly in line with the average uh, analyst estimate of $2.23 billion. Okay, so a little bit different here. 2.26 versus 2.2, that comes from Zacks. I'm looking at the number uh, from Benzinga. Basically, it's in line with the range of estimates. Uh, now, also, George, the backlog of just under 11,000 homes, um, the estimate was for that to be worth about $9.2 billion. Correct. Uh, so what do you think here? I mean, what's the most important? Their backlog's up 47%. Yeah, so the estimate, if I'm not mistaken, you said 11 billion. The estimate came prior to this, or the actual is 11 billion for, for going forward, but the estimate was 9 billion. So that was a huge deliveries estimate. I think it's a 2683. That's what we got to compare. Okay. Uh, net side and contract numbers, 11%, uh, 11.7% increase was expected. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Yep. But here's the thing you mentioned luxury in the high end, it is the higher end of the scale when it comes to, to home prices. But I looked at it, and we actually talked about this in one of our segments, uh, uh, I think uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, its actual gross margins and its margin profile is quite a bit lower than its respective peers like Pulte and, and of course, DR Horton, because it's about price, not volume. And they are expecting, and I haven't seen it, but they're expecting a gross margin print of 24.5%. And that's compared to 21.8%. So that's over 250 basis point increase in gross margin. Uh, if they hit that number, we may see the stock flip. I'm not saying it's going to be the case uh, because the, the numbers are, uh, like I said, just fresh off the uh, printing press. But the cost of goods sold, if they can keep that in line relative to the sales price and that gross margin number, like I said, percent-wise, 24.5, and they have lagged their peers, Holte and DR Horton. Again, they're on the smaller, lower end of the scale uh, uh, when it comes down to pricing of homes. But this is a company, Toll Brothers, that really relies on pricing uh, and margin improvement to get its uh, to get its stock price going. So we'll have to see uh, what they report in that number. I haven't seen it just yet because it came out uh, just a moment ago. Okay, uh, and uh, the just small correction of mine: the average uh, uh, delivered home price is eight hundred forty, not eight fifty, eight hundred forty thousand dollars, which is up slightly uh, from uh, the full fiscal year average. I mean, but still, nothing's changed here. They're uh, getting a lot of demand. And the earnings call seems like is going to be really crucial here. What do they tell us uh, that's not in the data about what they see going forward and the supply chain and how that works in, too? So interesting report, but uh, obviously tons of uh, home buying activity still here, uh, George, uh, as the backlog continues to build. Thanks, Mr. Tillis. Nice work. George okay. is walking through the earnings. Joining us from Salt Lake, our contributor here on the TD Ameritrade Network.